In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Warhorse and you need to shut your mouth, open your eyes, and clean out your ears, because it's time to listen to the Raw and Order podcast. That's right, they're bringing you the best in all that meaty podcasty goodness in one, what is it, an hour, two, who cares, who gives a shit, you need to listen to it right now, or else Warhorse is gonna, I don't know, roll your ass! Welcome to another episode of Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet. That spontaneously took like a two-week unannounced hiatus for reasons. I am your host, Detective Mark Smart, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Part of reasons. That's what I am. I'm, yeah. I was actually the last to find out the reasons and probably one of the most significant reasons. Yes. Um, you you lost right. your voice for two weeks. Yeah, I and bear I day like, one. This is today is day one, and we're gonna talk about day one. <laughs> See and other stuff. And, yeah, uh, this is the best JLB my voice is. The vid, yeah, JLB and JLB will be joining us shortly. I think uh uh oh it's be the devil he shall appear. Hey, 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 hey. JLB. Happy the, New the Year's, guys. Third reason be done with twenty twenty one as I lost both my parents last year. Which yeah. Sucks. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say right now. I've seen this before, but but no one out there claimed that 2022 is going to be your year because we're not jinxing this yet, right? <laughs> this is fucking. This is nobody's year. You, this year has to prove itself to us first. I yeah, will say, enough. today was the hottest day of the year thus far in Nebraska. It was. Just. Freaking cold yesterday. <laughs> yes, it was. It was really cold. Really cold, windy, and snowy. Now yeah. here, here in Omaha, we didn't get a ton of snow. No. Like may, maybe a half an inch to an inch, mm. um, if even that. But it was really, really windy and fucking. I I want to say like wind, wind, uh, uh, wind chill was like negative twenty two. Um, wow. Okay. Which is Damn. fucking cold. Which that that would be uh, we're we're discussing in Fahrenheit, so that would be of course the equivalent of uh, of uh, about negative ten <laughs> Celsius. Yeah, right. So not bad. I mean, in Western uh, Eastern Canada is not bad, but Western Canada is like negative forty six. Like Alberta is freezing, mm-hmm. yeah. disgusting, and I'm talking Celsius, yeah. so it's even. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's actually pretty close to the same. It's negative 50. Yeah. Negative 40 true. is where they match up, actually, believe it or not. Crazy. Right. I yeah. think I heard that from you, actually. I feel yeah, like... Weird, weird little tidbit of science that I actually know yeah. and remember. Mm-hmm. But yes, but this so... isn't a science podcast. No, it is not. You can... If you came here expecting science, you can get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, we're done with it. We're done we're with the done. science. That was it. Um, mm. I mean, other than... Like we mentioned, uh, JLB uh, got the Rona. And, yeah. uh, and did all the science. Mm-hmm. He, and, the science. he yeah. wore his mask all the time. He got the shot. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, just a bunch of body aches and no energy for a good three days. I gave it to everybody in my household, though. Uh, my uncle had the same thing. My mom is a superhero. She got no symptoms, no nothing. Uh, we we're all vaccinated, though. I don't know if that helped or didn't help, but we were all vaxxed. Well, so thankfully, we you were, were I guess. In three days. That's a pretty good sign that your vaccine helped. Yeah, that's it. So not too bad. I only tested negative, though, technically only about 10 days later. Yeah. We did two rapid tests. I did a one the week. Oh, I'm positive. Okay. Next week still was positive. And then did it again. We're negative. Yay. So, but I just stayed home anyways. So it didn't really matter. <laughs> so JLB got the COVID. I got some sort of bug. Um, not the COVID though. Not the COVID, but uh, but fucking uh, yeah, allergies like, just always kick your ass. You don't well, even need and, COVID. And this, yeah, allergies kick my ass a lot. But this started off as like a sinus infection that turned into drainage, which then caused a cough, which then caused me to lose my voice. Um, and then drainage can sometimes cause like let's just say lower intestinal issues. Yeah, we're probably good with that conversation. And so, so yeah, that that's as far as we need to kind of talk Remember about. Remember how that. we were done with the science part? Yes. No. Nope. Oh, lower oh, intestinal. That's as far as I'm going to go. The science it's, is always around us. It's, it's been fucking kicking my ass. But the biggest thing is, I probably could have done the podcast last week, um, except for my voice was like this, and nobody wants to hear this podcast. Honestly, all of my podcasts were just like canceled or whatever. We finally did the rundown, but we didn't do the rundown with one of my other co-hosts because he then got the Rona. <laughs> so he was out of commission and then it was just a, a clusterfuck of things. Yeah. And then like DA Fabe said, he he suffered the second blow in the shitty 2021 for um, him. Yeah, I lost um, my father just before Christmas. So And so... He's been having to deal with that, and and uh, just with all of that all combined together, and then then fucking twenty twenty one can't even take one day off at the end. It has to no. fucking fucking take Betty White. Betty White and Betty, man. I I drank for Betty. I didn't drink for the New Year. I was just drinking all kinds for Betty, because. Uh, Gee golly, 2022 ain't gonna be pretty at the beginning with everything, anyways. So I drank for Betty because fucking twenty one, man. Anyways, um, but so we came, you know, originally we were going to do uh, two pre-recorded specials, one talking about the worst uh, of the year and one talking about the best of the year. Those didn't happen. I apologize. <laughs> um, and so this this will be a podcast where it's going to be kind of a weird one because I, I don't think we're going to like talk about the best or, or necessarily the worst in general. We're just gonna bring up things that we remember about 2021 and wrestling. Things that we we liked and didn't like. No and, day one. Uh, we can talk. We can talk about day one. That I mean, there's gonna be some we don't like in there, or I didn't like at least. So yes, um, and we'll definitely talk about that. We'll t we'll talk about New Year's Bash uh, from AEW because um, that was a, a rampage on New Year's Eve. Um, Great show. Which, Right. Which, so. yeah, you know, I mean, we we can talk about Cody um, uh, beating Ethan Page uh, for for to retain. Um, I'm I'm still I'm I'm gonna try to trust the process 
with Cody winning the TNT title from from Sammy. I I don't think it was time to take it off Sammy myself, but they're, they're AEW's done really well with a lot of question marks last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might be a little bit of a questionable decision. Really and turns out to be okay. The only AEW significant low point of the year was fireworks. Yeah. And that and that was a mistake. That was yes. that was legitimately uh, uh, a fuck up, not a booking choice. Sort of booking thing. wise, they've done very well yeah. all year long. Now, now I will talk about something that uh, a thing that uh, AEW and specifically Tony Khan has stumbled with in the past couple days. Um, a little bit later, um, but uh, but but let's just kind of talk. Well, since you brought up day one, let's talk about day one. Um, yeah. So, but... so uh, you know, mentioning people who got the Rona, the big dog got the Rona, and um... had to miss day one, so he was not there to defend the universal title against uh, Brock Lesnar, which left Brock Lesnar up in the air, and he's like, "Well, you're fucking paying me to be here, so put me in a match." And uh, they put him in the main event, and they made the fatal four-way into a fatal five-way, which, raise your hand if that's what you wanted to see at day one. I mean, mean, look, at the end of the day, though, I did like the actual match. I thought it was a fun match. I didn't like the ending, um, but I did think it was actually a pretty decent match. And that leads me wanting a little bit of Bobby versus Lesnar. I don't want it for a title necessarily. I just want to see those two behemoths go at it because that was fun. That I'll agree with. I want to see that. That was fun. Thing is, they could have done that without putting the title on Lesnar. Yeah. No, exactly. They could have done it. They could have done it with Bobby Lashley right about to win the championship. And then Lesnar comes in and F5s him. um, Yeah. And then F five someone else, and 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 I'm basically the way the ending kind of went for a bit there. F fives a bunch of people, and then takes a, a spear from someone or whatever, and then someone else ends up winning. Maybe Big E retains. I don't know. You had but, two dudes working together, just yeah. and they worked together the whole match. Yeah. It's not like they turned their backs on each yeah. other at all. And so and so then you could Which have worked really well, made it yeah. really entertaining. You could great. have Lashley blame. Lesnar for the reason that he didn't win. Be like, yeah. I was gonna win that and you you stopped it. Now yeah. I'm after you. And you have that match. But so but yeah, no. The other piece to this, because that match was there, you had a built-in storyline with another throw-in match, probably the worst match of the night, not a bad match, but no build to it at all. Why not just have Lesnar go, Well, I'm here and I got a score to settle. And go, I want Drew tonight. Mm-hmm. You're paying me. I want Drew. I didn't yeah. get a one-on-one with him. I want Drew. I had one one-on-one. He beat me. I want Drew. And that could have set itself nicely for a number one contendership against Roman. Yeah. Yep. At a- Rumble yeah. or at Drew could whatever. easily say, well, you're going to have to put your number one contendership on the line. Because that's what they were building to anyways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's day one. Put your number one contendership on. You know. Yeah. Uh, but instead, we got Drew versus Madcap Moss. 
Not that that was a bad. It was a better match than I expected from Riddick Madcap Moss. <laughs> I mean, sure. Really, I mean, really my was. expectations are really low for Madcap. Yeah. Moss. Yes. And um, and as a whole, those are the only two matches we complain about. We do complain about one finish, but as a whole, it was, it was a pretty good pay per view. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, um, uh, I I didn't wasn't able to watch the tag match, but apparently oh, that was match of the yeah. night. Usos and New Day. Yeah, yeah, very. Yeah, good. I so know. Usos and New Day. Day match. Yeah, Usos and New Day have never put on a bad match. Yeah, together. So yeah, that's um, fair. The other tag match, of course, uh, was I think it was RK Bro I, and Street Profits. RK Bro and Street Profits. Um, yeah, that was, was fun. Really good. That was all right. Yeah. And then the kickoff show match. That had uh, Cesaro and um, uh, Ricochet, Ricochet versus uh, Sheamus and um, fucking uh, uh, Rich Rich Holland. Right, totally blanking on his name, and I feel bad about it because he, he broke his nose. Focal point in your entertainment. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the the footage of it. There, there's the footage that aired, and then someone uploaded and put out the gift from a different angle, showing it. But he took, he took full force, of uh, a boot to the fucking face on the mat from Ricochet. Yeah, it, the whole setup was, uh, Cesaro was was doing the boost up to the the four fifty. Um, where he, you know, he he grabs the feet and he throws the feet up to to give it the boost. Um, and Ricochet under rotated and landed high, and so because of that, his foot just went straight across Ridge Holland's face. Um, and Ridge Holland like immediately like put his hands up, uh, like you would when someone breaks your fucking nose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. And then he gets pulled out, and Sheamus has to do the rest of the match by himself. And here's the problem that comes out of that. Because uh, it ended up being a good match. It ended up being a fucking great match, right? Yeah. But the thing it is, Sheamus, Sheamus should be the world champion. Yeah, Sheamus and Ridge Holland were the heels in that match. But in the end, Sheamus ended up pinning in what was effecti- uh, effectively a handicap match. He looks like the fucking rock star and super babyface overcoming the odds. Yeah. Um, yep. And so it's one of those things where they really should have changed the finish on the fly and had either something happen to take out Ricochet, leaving it to be just a one-on-one match, effectively, mm-hmm. or um, have have Sheamus lose. Have, yeah, or cheat to win, you know, but... But or, or have Sheamus to lose the hell out of there. Yeah. Or like I said, I'd just have Sheamus lose. Have have the, the overwhelming forces of good guys win. Anyways, so we have a new universal champion. Not universal, new WWE champion. Uh, uh because Big E is no longer. I saw a stat and it said um Big E, and I, I don't think know if I have the numbers exactly right, but Big E had uh, twelve total title defenses. Um, in his time, uh, three clean victories, nine losses in uh, uh, three. Excuse me, twelve total matches in his thing. 
three clean victory title defenses and nine losses in non-title matches. That's the way it was, right? Right. Um. So in the entire time, so Biggie the title was wasn't on the line. He was losing. Yes. Yeah. Usually um, in the tag matches. Now, now you you change the mat, you change the thing, and look over at Roman Reigns in basically that same period of time. Uh, Roman Reigns has done fifteen matches and uh, been undefeated in all of them, whether they're title matches or not. Um, which really says a lot about how they view Roman Reigns versus how they viewed Big E as champion. Roman Reigns is champion to them. Big E was a transitional champion at best to them. And that's kind of sad. Well, but the messed up part about it too, if Roman didn't get injured or got COVID, Big E still would have had the title. Apparently that was supposed to be the finish. Big E still wins and gets it. Mm-hmm. So COVID and Roman getting COVID really put a damper on everything. I just don't get why they had to necessarily put it on Brock. Because it's WWE's tradition that when someone is a fill-in guy in a match, you typically give them the victory as kind of a reward. He wasn't filling But he in. wasn't a fill-in. There were four Good. people in the match. And all four of them still wrestled. Anyways. That's it. Like it would have just been good if he would have maybe came out afterwards. He didn't necessarily need to be in the match. And oh boy, did this fuck up the wrestling pool. <laughs> I I was at work. I was working. I got a phone call, and then I was doing the whole work stuff. And then boom, seven o'clock. I just get a bunch of messages. Roman's got COVID. Duh, 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 duh. What are you gonna do about the wrestling pool? I was like, what the hell, man? And then I'm like, okay, tried to do something. Oh, Jesus, what a clusterfuck. But, I mean, I just don't see why they had to make Brock win, whether he was filling in or not. He doesn't need it. You know, why not have Usos then just come in and randomly beat up on Brock and then make him injured and thus still continue that? Like, what are you going to do now? Are you not going to have Brock and Roman? There's At a Mania? thousand storylines they could have told with it, and they went yeah. with this one. Um, and he beat Big E on top of yeah. it. That's the deal. He even pinned the champion. So we can't even have Big E come out tomorrow and say, listen, I didn't lose. Because he did. He was the one who lost, right? Right. So exactly. What's he going to do? Um, I mean, he can demand a one-on-one rematch to try to get it back. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe that I... I can't, I can't even give WWE that sort of credit. I if mean, any other wrestling company, I'd be like, maybe the storyline they're selling is they're going to have Big E come out and beat Brock one-on-one to make Big E look really strong. It's possible. That's very possible. I don't <laughs> think it's going to be a clean win, though. If that happens. I don't think WWE would do it. If it's any other wrestling company, I could see them doing it. But WWE... No, I just don't see them doing it. So, but it was it was a decent. Um, I guess we're not supposed to call it a pay per view anymore. It is a premium streaming event. Why? Who said this? No, this they they were like uh, all over the thing saying that it's not. They didn't specifically. Say it's not a pay per view, but they never referred to it as a pay per view. They referred to it as the new. The day one WWE's premium streaming event or something like that. Some oh, shit. okay. 
Um, I mean, I, I guess that does make sense. Pay-per-view was just the name for ordering it on the pay-per-view channels. Uh, you know, Except it's a description of what you do. You pay t- to view something. No, and, but you're paying for and, the network. And, right? Yeah, but you're, you're paying to view it. So it's still a pay to yeah, view. You're, you're you're playing with semantics. Pay-per-view regularly. They're playing with semantics. I'm just bringing it back to that. Right? <laughs> They're the ones who started bringing up this whole semantics shit. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, but no, it was a decent event all in all. Um, I just, like, I don't like the ending to that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, there was a moment that I thought we were going to have a decent ending. I mentioned it earlier. When Brock came in and hit a bunch of F5s and then Lashley hit Brock with the spear. Yeah, yeah. And then, I was like, oh, uh, snap. I can't remember. Someone someone hit Brock with something right after it. Um, I can't remember exactly. Well, Lashley then went for the pin, wasn't able. Uh, someone then I think came in, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't remember who. Yeah. Uh, it was probably Biggie. Yeah. But I thought they were going to tell this story where Brock is a monster, but he just wasn't able to overcome the odds of the number of people against him. Right. But nope. Instead, they told the story that Brock gets the belt. That's the story. Yeah, really weird. I I don't know. I think I picked Lesnar as part of the, the pool just because they give everything to Lesnar, man. It's just always Lesnar from... When he started, he always got his freaking way. And I get it. He sells and whatever. And the guy can just take his ball and go home whenever he wants. He doesn't need to go to be. I don't think this is Lesnar's way. I think this is how they book him. He'd have gone there and lost. He'd have been happy to lose. He lost to Drew before. He's lost to Lesnar. The problem is, we've talked about it before. Lesnar is fine with losing if you can sell him on the storyline of him losing. Um, but I don't know if you can tell sell him on the storyline of him coming into a match and then losing for no reason, right? And that's where the problem comes. Two dudes ganging up on him is not no reason. Yeah, it's but still, he's built as a beast. Not, it's still not a storyline, right? Unless you build the whole Lashley storyline around it. He Unless you build can... the Lashley storyline. Yeah. Unless you build and that's what it comes down to is Brock is really good at protecting his own image as the beast. Right. And and losing when the storyline makes sense for him to lose. Um, but if he's he in his mind a fill-in guy in a match, telling him he's gonna lose doesn't make sense storyline-wise to him. Um, that's what right. I think the problem is. Uh, but again, there this is a problem that they booked themselves into because A, he didn't need to be in the match, he could have been in a match with, like you said, Drew McIntyre. Um, or fucking someone else. You're telling me they couldn't have put a 10 minute match with fucking Finn Balor. Sammy Zane? Yeah. Say, yeah, Sammy Zane, who's in a storyline with him right now. Yeah. I mean, right? Sammy would have gotten his ass kicked, but whatever. You know, Brock yeah. here, get paid. We'll make it an entertaining match. Sammy's just going to. You know, do a whole bunch of stupid shit in the ring to try to get away from you. Why not? You can even have Heyman come out and try to help Brock, and that's a distraction to Mm -hmm. Sammy, and then he gets pissed at Heyman. 
That's it. That a little bit. Yeah. So, I need you. Well, the problem too is maybe Heyman wasn't even there to begin with, right? Possibly. It it Roman got COVID. It, well, he only announced it to us at like seven. I don't know how long the WWE knew it for. Probably a few hours before that. Um, probably in the morning when he went there for testing. Well, no, WWE no, doesn't do the testing he, anymore. He did the testing himself, yeah, uh-oh. reportedly, because WWE reportedly made the decision last week to stop mandatory testing. So yeah. they're not testing their their wrestlers anymore. Oh, wow. uh, apparently, the wrestlers backstage were not happy with it. Now, I do have to commend WWE on not having some type of storyline where Roman came out and and attacked them. Right. Like, yeah. Turning it into a whole storyline thing. Please don't use a, uh, please don't create a fake COVID positive. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was it must have been legit. well and and here's the deal is I don't think I'm trying to choose my words carefully here. I am not entirely convinced that Roman Reigns's announcement was 100% WWE approved. Right. I don't um, think so either. I think WWE would have pre- preferred to have made a storyline reason for him to miss. But Roman Reigns felt that with his medical history that's public knowledge, that it was important to be transparent about this. And instead of play it off as a, as, as a different reason for whatever, he missed his flight or whatever uh, to be transparent. I don't think WWE um, was behind the tweet, the announcement. I mean, I think they knew it, and I, at the end of the day, though, I think they kind of realized that the truth will come out anyways, mm-hmm. and then they would get some kind of backlash on that. And at this rate, too, I don't think Roman necessarily cares anyways about what WWE agrees to or not, because I think he's done. I think he's kind of just ready to go take on Hollywood and do something different. I don't know. I'm getting this vibe from him that he's just kind of he's done all he needs to and he's good with just bouncing away from WWE for a while. Well, Especially with this whole COVID crap. Just it must add so much stress on him and his family and all that. So I don't know. I get that vibe. But but that's the, the WWE has, has dealt with for so very long is they like to hitch to just one horse at a time. Their best era is they had more than one horse. Right. And uh, for some reason, when they made John Cena their horse, they just hitched to that horse, and that was Mm -hmm. it. Well, you know, I love hitching to horses. Well, I mean, but at the same time, they didn't have anywhere else, right? We, I don't know if you saw the whole ruthless aggression thing. They talk about all the people that came up and so on and so forth. Uh, Batista was already somebody. Randy Orton was already somebody. Uh, They've already kind of had their time. Uh, Since Cena was just kind of the guy. Brock was there, but then Brock left. Uh, So all their go-to guys were kind of already had their little championship way about them but yeah i don't know i think i feel like cena was almost the last kind of guy out of that group and then they really had kind of no one else as big as a cena they didn't they didn't play with the other people that was the issue because they did have other people as big and phil shows us 
week in and week out in AEW, but they had other people as big. Um, AJ, for a year and a half, showed us that they had people as big as he Brian Danielson is showing Brian Danielson. Week in and week out. PWI Wrestler of the Year. Yeah, but Daniel Bryan was before, uh, I was after when Cena was, they were already building Cena, no? Or I'm sorry, WrestleTalk Wrestler of the Year. Not WrestleTalk. Not PWI. What's the other one? Simon. What culture? What culture is Wrestler of the Year? Was it Brian Danielson? Jeez, oh, Pete. No, but I'm saying when Cena became like top guy after his whole thugonomics thing i don't think brian was even there any it was even there yet it wasn't, wasn't all the way there yet but yeah. they had a wade barrett that they could have pushed better mm-hmm. um and wade barrett was was capable of being a great heel yeah um, we're still seeing to this day they had a randy orton there. yeah i mean he's a 14-time champion but for whatever reason the the heyday of WWE needs needed two, maybe three super guys, Rock, Stone Cold, you know those types of guys, and then several supporting championship caliber guys. And you never had that under Cena. You never did because they didn't push several championship caliber. You had him beat Umaga. You had him beaten. Right. You had him end Batista's career. Um, but. Son of a bitch. It's negative <laughs> degrees and you're fucking flying around in my house. Yes, because <laughs> it's fucking warm in here. It's kind of chilly in my basement, but. It's still warmer than outside. Well, yes, he'd be dead outside. So, Are the frozen pipes worth Are you sure or- you- Fly. Are you sure you don't have like some kind of like I don't know? Is there like, like a not a like nest, a demon, but like, like something spawn that, that just like <laughs> they must be like hibernating in your place somewhere because that's fucked. <laughs> but um, the other match we we sort of mentioned, but uh didn't really. Edge versus Miz, garbage. Match Worst wasn't all that great. Number one, but number two. It did exactly what we all knew was going to happen. Uh, yeah. And it did it poorly. Um, Very poorly. We yeah. actually talked a little earlier about this. Yeah. Um, and we had two different ways that we both thought would be better. Yep. Uh, so you, you can go with yours first. So, so, so here's the setup, right? You had Maurice out by ringside. Maurice throughout the match kept trying to get involved a bit because we knew that's what heels do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we we've known for weeks the way they've gone, and it's because they showed their hand, right? Um, Beth coming off of an ounce. Yes, they they oh Miz and Maurice show up and start a feud with Edge, and then later that same week, uh, Beth announces, "I'm gonna stop doing announcements for NXT." <laughs> Well, you fucking showed your hand here, guys. Now we know what you're planning is you're you're taking her off announcing so that she can get ready to go and they're gonna eventually have a mixed tags match, Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Beth Phoenix. And so, oh, this match comes along and Maurice is out there. And now here's the deal: Maurice is in ring gear. Right? She didn't come out <clears throat> in a pretty dress. <laughs> 
to support her man in street clothes or whatever. She came out in full ring gear. Ready to fight. And anyone who's watched wrestling for more than a year or two. I mean, I thought she was ready to strip, but I mean, she looked uh, like she almost had nothing on. Well, I mean, for some of these women wrestlers, it's it's similar, similar looks. So she had Mm. Morgan's outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, don't get me started on the Liv Morgan thing. We'll get to that. (laughs) Um, But so, so anyways, uh, the way it played out, Maurice tries to to interfere. Uh, The referee is is distracted. Maurice uh, hits Edge with some with her with her bag, her fucking handbag. Um, And Edge goes to make the pin. Because when Not you're at, you, you bring a handbag. You, you bring a hand, uh, handbag. And, you know, those little tiny handbags, you know, obviously hurt enough to knock a full-grown man out, right? When it's a Michael Kors bag, you just never know. <laughs> just never know. That Louis Vuitton, it hits strong, good sir. If, <laughs> if it was a Michael Coors bag filled with a six-pack, maybe. <laughs> I make puns. Puns always intended. Um, Anyways, but then the audience, the crowd is all like, oh, yeah. And then the camera flips over, and there's Beth Phoenix standing at the top of the ramp looking angry for like a minute and a half. Finally, Miz is like, well, the audience knows, so I have to. She's just standing there. With no music. The music only came on yeah. afterwards. Because she can't move her legs until the music hits. Right? <laughs> um, so she just stands. And then the music hits. And then she marches to the ring and chases Maurice out. Um, uh, and, and that's where the problem came. Right? She should have either been a surprise run-in. So her music hits and she just bolts down the ramp. Yeah to attack or my idea she should have been a plant at ringside yeah that would have been fun don't bring up anything about her maurice tries to get involved all of a sudden someone jumps the the fence and attacks maurice and takes off the jacket and it's beth phoenix because then you can have ed saying you think i'm stupid you think i'm just gonna let you bring bring maurice to ringside and not have backup that's it. Yeah. Um, but but that's not what they did. Instead, they had had Beth Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> and my thought was, go ahead and have Ms. Wynn be a, be a, a schmoz. And then I got something for you. Because here's the problem. Which draws out the storyline longer. In the There's end, no reason to bring Beth. Yep. In the end, Edge still won cleanly. Yeah. Clean. You know. And so, so the best you have is is Smarks's storyline with a, well, I I was distracted because your wife was there. Well, I mean, I I think it works anyways with the Miz. Uh, the Miz can always play into a bunch of excuses, and he just has that talkability factor where the fans will just be into it. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to see you get your ass kicked again, yeah. sort of. No, thing. What, so it does work with the Miz. What they I should think. have done 
is had Beth feature in the finish somehow. I'm not saying necessarily actually affect the finish, but even if she chases Maurice out and then she gets up on the ring apron and starts jawjacking with Miz, and then Miz... Or does Ooh, her like Glamazon bomb or whatever? No. Deliberate of a yeah. deliberate. Like he's up there jaw jacking with Miz. Miz is like, ah, oh, you get out of here, oh, oh, and then turns around and eats a spear. Right? Yeah. Basically then, the same thing, but more deliberate of yeah. a distraction. Then Beth Phoenix featured in the ending, and Miz can say, I wouldn't have lost if your wife hadn't come out there and distracted me. And that's yeah. probably where they're going to go. Because you don't have anywhere to go with this. You have Mrs. Wife is Afraid. Mm-hmm. And and there's not a reason for him to want to face Edge again because he got his ass kicked cleanly. Yeah. That's it. But it's always going to pull that, oh, I was your wife distracted me. How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, why did she have to go after my wife? My wife is not here today. Look what Beth did. Yada, yada, yada. But yeah, they definitely could have done it better. It was really poorly timed. And uh, I don't know why she was on the on the ramp already before her music hit and just standing there. It was stupid. Dumb. Now, that no. said, still the best pay-per-view of the year so far. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's, uh, that's you a fair point. At- you can get your t-shirt at ronorderwbu.myspreadshop.com that hey. says... Best, Best pay per view of the year so far. And <laughs> when the next pay per view comes up, you can get your t shirt. It says worst. That is either worst or best. Or best. You don't already have your best. You can have them both. Um, Shop.spreadshirt.com. That's raw and order WBU. Those are some hot takes right there. But um, so That's I mentioned the Liv Morgan match. And, and we're not going to talk too long about it because the match was okay. Um, it was what we expect from Becky and Liv Morgan. It was a good match, but um, there wasn't anything like super special about it. Becky messed up the finish, or they both messed it up by uh, Becky not being able to get the rope. Well, it's supposedly that's what we suspect. Was sure, the finish. That's sure what it looked like. Um, but but we don't know for certain. But here's the deal: is they could have fixed that. Um, Call on the fly fixes. Everything that most everything that went wrong. So so there here's what you do. Working problems, but call on the fly was the yeah. bigger problem, biggest problem. What you do is you have Becky Lynch hit the the manhandle slam. Uh, oh, that's what she calls it. That's what she calls it, right? Uh, and then okay. and then go to pin. Realize that she can't reach the ropes. Pull the say pull, kick out. Well, say kick out or pull Liv Morgan up. Do the heel yeah. thing. Of I'm cocky. I'm not gonna finish your pin. I'm gonna pull you up. I'm gonna hit you with it again. I'm gonna hit you with it again. This time she hits the the manhandle slam again, but this time closer to the ropes, so that when she makes the pin, now she can get her feet on the ropes to do it. I think kickout plays better, and and the reason I think kickout plays better is because then I I I had a reason to cheat by using the ropes, possibly. But I mean, considering already they told the story that Liv Morgan had kicked out of the manhandle slam once earlier in the show. No, yeah, um, so, I better do this twice. Yeah, that makes sense. So, but in the end, it's just like, like I just firmly think that uh, 
I think Becky messed up. It, it could I, be a mess up. Uh, yeah. Here, because she has a knack for trying to get the rope already by the two or at the end of the two count. Uh, so I think she legitimately thought that she was close enough. So when she tried to do it by the second count, she's like, oh, crap, I'm way too far. You know, which is why you roll off. That's when you that's why I say instead of the kick out, because the kick out requires Liv Morgan to do something. But the pulling them up is something that you can do all on your own. Yeah. Here, here's my here's my hot take to answer Dead Tooth Mersh. Hot take: Liv Morgan should have won that match. Yes, that's the better booking route. The better booking route is one hundred percent. Here's the deal: is I think there's only so many also, times. Sammy or uh, 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 oh, Seth or um, KO should have won the world championship match, and the reason but, being. That's been built. That's a storyline yeah. that's built. But now you still have Biggie who wants it. You still have Lashley that wants it. You still have um, all those guys there. So yeah, yeah, those are my two hot takes. So so I'll here's the more. thing with with Liv Morgan. There's only so many times you can tell this story with Liv Morgan before the crowd stops being behind her. And she's I think got I'm already there. Early Becky Pop. She's yes. got early Becky, not not overall Becky Pop, but just when we were starting to get the man. And that's my thing is I think I think we're getting to the point that this loss to Liv Morgan could cost her all of the 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 pop that she's built up, she all of the fan support. She cannot just go out and win the Royal Rumble and then have another. I think that's what's happening. I think that's what's happening. That, that, I think she's going to win the Rumble. Uh, honestly, she's not ready. Liv Morgan Bullshit. is not ready, bro. She cannot talk on the mic. Her wrestling is good. It's just not Bianca, Sasha, Becky, Oscar, oh, Charlotte. Is, Oscar doesn't even speak the language you speak, man. It's just not at that level yet. I feel she's still green for some reason. She no, and I, I disagree. I think she's 100% ready. ready. I think she can be the sheepish, quiet girl who won the title. Now, nah, she's trash now they, they, they have messed up by trying to change her character a little too much. Changing her ring gear, changing her character, all of this stuff. Mm. Um, she had a good look and a good uh, good thing with the riot girl sort yeah, of. Sort of really did. Should have kind of kept she, there. she had a good thing going before they ruined it with Lana's lover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But but anyway, the real me. <laughs> the real me is Lana's lover. What the fuck? I mean, wouldn't she want to be Lana's lover? No, Miro is Lana's lover. Oh yeah, I, 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 person. I'm I'm gonna say right now <laughs> that just in case Miro ever comes across this, right? I'm I'm 100 fine with her being all yours. Um, just, just don't kill me. Your wife's bro. beautiful. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's, 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 she's gorgeous. Right. Also, I, she's, she's all yours. I know. Storyline should have ended long, long before there was a, it, that slowed down Bobby Lashley. It mm -hmm. completely put the halt on Liv Morgan having the, having whatever she had going. Like, that's it. Oh, oh. Yeah, I, that whole lesbian thing was like what two weeks. Promos, and I'm I'm really just Lana's lover. That's why I cut all those promos. What the fuck? Yeah, that honestly, that whole thing was horrid. Was, 
Worst storyline in 2020. Worst storyline in decade. Yeah. Yeah, like, and kudos to Lashley for coming out of that, hurt businessing it up, and then becoming the beast that he is. Have have you seen seen Lashley? Yeah, that's why. Yeah. 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 I I mean, I will point out this whole, I, I, it took I I feel bad that it took me so long to like really put two and two together, but um this whole hurt business thing really is just rehashing some of the Bobby Lashley MVP storyline from TNA. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because MVP was his manager in TNA for a long period. Oh really? Um, it's it's oh, basically you know the same fucking storyline. Oh snap! Okay. Um, but, and then he turned on it, which would be a horrible move right now. Yeah, right now. They kind of hinted play. at it a bit ago, but I don't think it's a do it. it's a great play. MVP can be I'm managing you, and I'm I'm not as good as you, and I can admit that. If anything, I think it would be the hurt business turning on MVP, and then you'll have Lashley being the true uh, leader of the group kind of thing. I think that's how WWE might maybe leader do it. of the pack. Well, here's the deal. We never expected Bobby Heenan to be the champion. We never expected, um, even even uh, when there was the million dollar corporation, million dollar club, whatever it was mm-hmm. that he was buying King Kong Bundy, and he bought all those people. The million dollar man did. We don't expect Heyman to try and be the leader. No, the the we wrestling ne- never expected Jimmy Hart to. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, I probably would have been fine seeing less Jimmy Hart on my TV as well, but that's a different thing altogether. You pansy, he was fantastic. <sighs> oh, a bit too eccentric for my liking. I got tired after watching him, but he's Jimmy, he's the mouth of the south. That's what he does. So, yeah, but anyways, um, but yeah, no, day one wasn't horrible, it wasn't uh. You know, it, it like we said, it's the best pay per view year be a C so plus. far. But yeah, it was it was it was mid. It was a little above average. Um, I I I will like to take a moment to put out the fact that uh, the um, MJF promo on uh, I think it was Kansas City being mid. Um, has had the the audio from it's gone viral on TikTok with people using it. Uh, for their own TikToks about things being mid. Um, oh, really? And, nice. and uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. I mean, these are people who probably have never watched wrestling in their life, but they've taken this audio and ran with it. Thank God that wasn't a four-hour pay-per-view where we could only do a pay-per-view show. But now we can do a quick recap of last year. Yes, quick recap of last year. Well, first, like I said, we talk a little bit about uh, New Year's Bash. Um. I mean, we could just talk about the, the, the tag team the women's match. match. Well, that's the deal. <laughs> Cody beating Ethan Page. I don't think I, I. I said earlier, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some time and and say I'm gonna have faith in the process that they're telling a storyline with Cody. I don't care anymore. I I don't I don't think it was the in my personal opinion I don't think it was the right time to take the belt yeah. off of Sammy Guevara. However, I think they're telling a storyline. And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because unlike WWE, they have not shown me that they aren't worth the benefit of the doubt. Uh, eh, they, Cody has. AEW as a whole 
every time Cody has gotten crap for something, in the end, it's turned out to be part of the plan, right? Everything mm-hmm. Cody has done has been part of the plan. The oh. best heel move Cody can do is force himself into mm-hmm. the title picture. And MJF and, can come out and say, I and beat you so you're not, and punch uh, punch Hangman Page right in the face to cause Cody to not win the title. Yeah, That's a face move with a heel tactic. Yeah, Here's, here's what it comes down to, right? Um, we know... We know from all the reports for that behind the scenes, there is only one person making the booking decisions, and it's not Cody. No, right? No, it's but it does God. it does play very well for a know, but my, But play. my point is so when we say, Oh, we're tired of Cody and this and that and this and that, and we, we don't have um we need to remember Cody didn't decide that he was going to beat Sammy Guevara and become the TNT title. Tony did. Tony did. Yeah, so we, but I feel can, like Cody can go to, I, to Tony be like, hey, bud. Blah, 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 blah. It's been 100% pointed out and, and backed up by every dirt sheet out there that the EVPs have no pull in terms of the booking. Tony Khan booked what he has. He's got the storylines figured out. Yeah. He book. can. He can make a mistake. Input. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But, but to- Tony's got the storyline. That's why I say, in the end, I'm going to take the faith that they've got a plan with this, and, and they're going with it. Um, uh, I didn't like seeing Ethan Page lose uh, to Cody because I like Ethan Page, even though we're supposed to hate him. Um, mm. I'm telling you, Ethan Page's vlog is one of the best YouTube uh wrestler vlogs out there uh is entertaining week in and week out it's vlog uh he calls it the vlog it's fans so i very specifically said vlog because he calls yeah. it the vlog smarks is hip because he's a tiktok whore so no. he definitely knows how to say vlog yeah no i know how to say vlog but Ethan Page specifically calls it the vlog. The vlog, yeah, yeah. because it's, he's a douche. That's his it's, job. It's it's <laughs> actually a plot point on the vlog, where people have pointed out and say, "Do you call it a vlog or a vlog?" And he says, "It's a vlog to me. It is in the title of the show. It's vlog time." <laughs> um, so I very specifically said that, but it's still one of, if not the best wrestling vlogs on youtube i watch sammy's vlog um i occasionally watch uh the bunny's vlog oh Uh, she's a vlog yes uh thunder rosa has a vlog um evil uno has a vlog i've watched once or twice and of course bte um i watch um but frankly bte can get a little absurd um, right. and they do a lot of sketches and stuff like that on BTE. Uh, Ethan Pages walks a more truthful line on his vlog. It is really more, it is less kayfabe and more just showing his life backstage. You got a problem with my middle name last name? Um, yes, I do. <laughs> um, 
because he doesn't use it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyways, he, he also has the tightest tits in the game. Anna J. Good job. Going over, girl. Going over. That was that and so so the other match of the night was um what was the other one before the kickoff match? Um fuck, what were the three matches on the night? Thick. Here. Let's look it up. Do do do. New Year's Smash. New Year's Smash was started off with Darby Allen versus Darby Anthony, Allen Anthony Bones. Bones. Yep, which was a good match, but it was what you expected it to be, you know, from everything. Uh, and so, and then, uh, then the big match though, um, was the uh, still the show. Way. Yep. Yeah. The the tag match. Anna Jay and Ty Conti versus Penelope Ford and the Bunny. Dude, match of the year contender right at the end of it. Like, really yeah. fun match. Very fun match. Bloody as fuck. Yes. Like, Very ECW vibes. When she did that pal driver on that table. Yep, the gotcha style uh, pal driver. Yeah. Um, like, the whew. only thing that I have to say, the only criticism I have of it, this is a small one. Uh, AEW uh, needs to get a little bit better at gimmicking tables for women's matches. Um, because every every women's match that involves a table, there's at least one time that the women don't go through the table. <laughs> um, I just thought because they were late or something. I don't know. I felt like that like it, moonsault it, was a bit light too for some reason well yeah but it, here's the deal is it's dangerous to the competitors if the tables don't break for sure um it also doesn't look good at from a storyline perspective from a television perspective when they don't break the table and in that case it was uh penelope ford doing the moonsault onto i want to say it was ty conti but i can't remember for certain on the table on the outside and table didn't break and and they just kind of bounced off of it and fell to the floor um and that's that's my only like tiny nitpick is that aw needs to get better at gimmicking those tables get getting just a little bit more of a cut on the bottom so that when the hit happens they break easier but it's it's really a nitpicky well that's you so that works Too soon? Too soon? Try, try, trying to to notify DA Fabe that we can't hear him. Uh, one job. I'm going to nitpick Bleacher Report for giving it a lower grade than uh, the Cody match. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. The, the Cody You're match was a more traditional match. Um, told a more traditional story. Um, but, you know, that... Sorry. To me, but, that Anna Jay, uh, I I liked the finish. I liked that Anna Jay was the one who got the 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 submission victory. Mm -hmm. Um, I I would like to point out that Anna Jay has been wrestling less than two years, and she put on that sort of a match. 
that barbed wire sleeve just mm-hmm. on on the the tax in the middle of the ring. Yeah, the slip, whether it was intended or not, because Smarks kind of talked to me and was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I just couldn't I don't know tell if it was intended or not. Oh my god, like oh like don't care what kind of equipment you have between your legs. Tax yeah. hitting it doesn't sound fun. Nope. Hey, here's the deal. Even if they don't hit the equipment in between the legs, have you it's ever a sensitive area? The sensitive area just in general. Yeah, your upper thighs on the inside, those are some of the most sensitive areas in your body, right? You you get a a, a thumbtack there. Eep. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yes. You don't think it's real. Take a thumbtack to the crotchal region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anywhere in the crotchal region. Just take one. <laughs> so, if we're going to review the whole year, though, what do you guys give for match of the year? Uh, let's go worst match of the year. Is there any one in particular that sticks out to you guys? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. That's up there pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to actually say uh, a similar piece of that storyline. And I'm going <laughs> to say uh, The Fiend versus Randy Orton. Oh, the actual fire one? No, the, the where he was rejuvenated and still oh, lost Randy Orton. That was shit, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we brought you back from, the, from being burned to death. And uh, now Alex is going to turn on you and have black blood come out of her crown. <laughs> so, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're gone now, okay? And, yeah. uh, and then we're gonna fire you. She has all your powers, and so you're fired. Yeah, and, she and then all your powers. And now we're not gonna feature her on TV at all because she lost to Charlotte. What in the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so I would agree. I, I'll I'll throw that storyline in there for, like, good job, Randy Orton. You can still bury people like a motherfucker, bud. Yeah, I mean, and it's also not to put anything off from Alexa. Alexa did the best she could with being the fiend. Um, it has nothing to do with her. It's just it didn't work out with how they booked everything oh. around it, from the fireball usage to the mirror games to uh, just everything. It was just it was, a real shit show the, and just never worked. The worst usage of a character that you, you that was over as a motherfucker ever in history from from hell in a cell 2019 till the moment he was fired till the moment when the Mertendo was fired and really even through the charlotte match worst usage of a character yeah straight up i'd agree with that what do you got smarks worst match uh worst, worst match of the year is vince mcmahon's signature and pink slips um, that doesn't count. It's worst moment. Worst match of the year, perhaps. You, you can give that a worst moment, or no, because it wasn't a single moment. It was fucking. It was fucking. It was fucking fourteen moments. Um. Oh well, hey, remember know. when you it, said it, you wanted thing. to wanted them to do one at a time? They just up. They upped your ante. <laughs> Three at a time every month. <clears throat> Yeah, it was more like four time every quarter, but yeah, the same difference. <laughs> um, um, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I feel just I feel top like of your head. Walk, 
Well, the thing is, I I just feel like I blocked bad matches out of my out of my head, and like if yeah, bad, you could think one, it. just one right no, at I, the top because there's so many of them. No, because here's the I'm serious. You guys mentioned the the um, Alexa Bliss, and I I was sitting here going, that was the luck. I <laughs> I'd forgotten about it. I just I literally. I I literally was googling worst matches of the year to try to get a uh a, a, a hint of what might might be in one of my worst matches of the year. Um and so give me a moment to see if maybe I can bring something up but <laughs> uh, was there one where Natalia faced uh I mean really any Natalia match but yeah his wife Hey, hey, you put some respect on Naomi's name. There, there it is, Naomi. Thank you. She deserves better, douche. Oh, up, 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 up. I've, I've, well, I've she been deserves better douche. Guys. She should buy her buy a better douche. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, worst match of the year Becky Lynch squashing Bianca Belair. And I know you guys are going to hate That's me. Up that. That's up there. That's up there. That's up there. Yep. I don't think it beats, you know, the fiend losing clean to Randy Orton after he's been revived. Yeah, that was just more shitty booking rather than yeah. a wrist match. Okay. But yeah, it's up there for sure. Let's just do our normal uh, pay per view stuff and, and go through it. I, I opened it up for you. So this next botch of the year is that normal? Because I got that too, but you got a botch of the year. What do oh, you have? Absolutely. Sam McVarro, Matt Hardy. Oh, that was that's this year? Damn, okay. I think that was 2021. Here, let's look. Don't think that was 2021 because this was, was 2020. Yeah. Was at, um, it was at. It was um, before crowds. It was before crowds. It was at uh, the Superdome. Not the Superdome, but the. Uh, thing. So that was 2020, I believe. One job. Full gear. 2020. 2020. So, yes, I'm wrong. It wasn't 2021. Bridge. Bridge. Botch of the year. Fabe messing up his wrestling. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, I, I... Damn. I, I just thought of... Charlotte's moonsaults that I can never handle, but I feel like there's definitely worse than that. I just can't really think of anything. Nia Jax's buckle bomb. Mm. I mean, has she injured anyone this year? Because that would certainly be botches of the year for sure. Thank God she's fired. That's like one of yeah, the She hasn't injured anyone fires. because she's been half the year fired. That's true. <laughs> that explains why we're seeing everybody. Okay. Oh, uh, King of the Ring tournament, specifically the women's, but they both sucked. But women's King of the Ring tournament, complete botch of a legendary uh, thing that they usually would do. It was just a complete shit show uh, all the way right until maybe the last match. King of the uh, Ring tournament, botch. Queen's of Crown, specifically. Uh, Queen's Crown. I'll give you that. 
I, I'll agree. Like I said, I you know, someone had to say it before I. Uh, We're getting to the bestes. Before I even remembered it. <laughs> Again, I, I'm going to say worst moment of the year is probably Alexis Bliss's blood, fake blood, or the firings, the the non-stop firings. Yeah. That's- and then ending it with, well, Tony Storm might have quit, but like then having Tony Storm bounce, I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Just the fact that she had to quit, I'm like, yo, you were just in a thing with Charlotte, though. You clearly, you saw it wasn't going to go anywhere, which granted, kudos to you for realizing it, but like, Damn, they're not so, even trying to motivate their wrestlers anymore. How long before she can wrestle somewhere? Probably still 90 days. 90 day, yeah. Still 90 days? Because because she got pulled up to the main roster, so it's a 90 day. Uh she didn't well, spend I, any it, time in quit. I didn't know if they if she, you know, that that's different in her contract. No, it's the same. But here here's the thing that it comes down to. This is what <clears throat> I I I hope that people in WWE realize that this has opened a a out clause that they can use if they really want out. And it simply comes down to this, right? Um, so the reports have it that uh, WWE felt that they couldn't force Tony Storm back onto the, the tour because of all of the cuts that they've made over the years, citing budget concerns, that they couldn't make the argument that, oh, but we need to keep her. You know what I mean? Because this, they hadn't built her enough. Because we haven't built her. She isn't. She isn't a star. Like Roman Reigns. Uh, they can say that that's financially detrimental. They'd say financially detrimental. We're going to keep him around. But Tony Storm. So this means that any of those mid Carter lower wrestlers. In WWE, who are unhappy with their their spot, <clears throat> this is a chance. This is this is your moment. You now have an out, and that is mm. you can quit. Right? You don't have Straight to up. request your release anymore. Right? I mean, you still technically do. Right? But you know, you're you're fucking um, Angel Garza. Right? Oh God! And you're you're unhappy with your your position in WWE, right? Los Tortillos or whatever the hell their yeah. tag team name is. You you can you can fucking just bounce, and they will have very little choice but to just cut you because they can't make the argument anymore with their budget cuts reason. Um. Uh, so now that being said. You also have to be prepared that you're burning a bridge doing this, right? Uh, Tony Storm will probably never be hired by WWE again. I'd say probably never. If if she becomes the biggest star in professional wrestling, women's professional wrestling, and then comes to WWE, they'd hire her, right? Right. But she's really burned a bridge, made it really hard, right? Um. She also has put it where some companies like an AEW might think twice before hiring her because of the way she exited WWE. What about the podcast thing? Was that before or after she quit? 
uh, podcast thing? She had said something on a podcast where she was like, I don't know if it was a podcast or on Gilbert <coughs> B's The Bump or something, where she was like, where am I going? Um, I think that I think it was before, but um, do you recall where that was? Was that a WWE programming thing? I can't remember exactly what it was. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't either. What are we on to now? Tony, Uh, just Tony Stone. Do you remember her podcast that she was on where she was talking about she wasn't comfortable with where she was? Do you know what I'm talking about at all? It was right before or after she got fired. She had went. She had did a, some kind of podcast. So it was around the time she got fired. Yeah. Okay. But you're not okay because I was just trying to wonder if it was a WWE programming thing, or if it was just some dirt sheet podcast. I don't know. So I can't remember what it was. Like it, I'm. I'm pretty sure it was before. Um. Because she went because, like really like I don't know where I'm going. What am I doing here? I'm not at my fullest potential. I'm totally paraphrasing, but it was something along those lines, and it was just like, whoa! It just just sounds like you're just really not fucking happy at all, you know? Like, no. So, yeah. I mean, if she knew she was gonna quit, that's why I was just wondering if it was after or before, but. Either way, I guess it doesn't matter if she bounced. So, hmm. anyway, but so what's next on our award show of the year? Well, I mean, I like I say is I you know with my voice and everything, I don't want to go for fucking three hours on this, and so that's why I wasn't just going down all of the shit from our regular pod, uh, regular. Um, Fuck it! Whatever. I already started it. I don't His have the voice, voice to do it. He doesn't have the voice. Okay, so look, we'll, the voice we'll, to do it. So storyline best, 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 yeah, best yeah. match of the year. Um, because I think we'll we'll have a lot of potentials for best match of the year. A lot of people aren't going to agree with this. Uh, I said it in my previous podcast. Uh, I'm still going to stick with it though because I do believe it was a fire match. Highly underrated and not really looked at, but for me, Cesaro, Seth Rollins, WrestleMania. I thought that match was Fuego. Um, And then maybe honorary mention would be the Roman triple threat with Brian and Edge. Boy, I'll give you a best cinematic match is hands down. Uh, AJ and Undertaker, and what a great day. That wasn't this year. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. You're right. (laughs) Bro, you just totally ignored 2021. When you you said cinematic, I was like, uh, there really weren't many cinematic matches this year. Babe, you're fucked. So so here's the deal is... uh, I find uh, it interesting. Drew McIntyre beating Brock for the title. Oh wait, no, also twenty twenty. <laughs> um, here, here, here's uh, what I find it interesting, JLB, that um, you sh- you shit on WWE a lot, uh, and yet when we said best match of the year, both oh, of the candidates were WWE matches. I'm sorry. Okay, I was just I thought we were doing w- just WWE. No, nope, AEW. I'm talking we're... as a whole. Best match Fair of enough. the year. Fair enough, because I did both on the other one. So sorry, my bad. Uh, AEW for me, 
MJF, Darby Allen. I don't want to do a Kenny Omega match. I know he's always up there. I know Daniel Bryan's a god. But for me, I could watch the MJF Darby match over and over. Again, Lucha Bros cage match. That is number one. All out. Yep. Yeah. That was a fire match. Yeah. That oh that's that's the one that the the consensus from everything I've read put it as match of the year. That is the best match uh, of the year. And I also feel like there's a Lucha up. FTR there somewhere too, man. Um like the, the the key that you get from Young Bucks and Lucha Bros is they're both spot monkeys. That's it. And my God, it was just it was well written spot monkey. You know, usually you get too many super kicks and too many of this, too many of this, too many of this. Everything was good there. Everything was good. Second on my list is Britt Baker of Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. I I would I was gonna say we can have a women's category if you want to. But that one definitely has to be on the list one way or another. I feel like the tag team that just happened might have been better. And that was on the 31st so it's of the year. <laughs> you could argue. You, you, um, it's a valid argument. Oh. So, uh, but yeah, no, the Young Bucks versus Lucha Brother is is the fan favorite choice for best of the year. Um, amongst I could almost throw in a couple Will Ospreys, but I'd, I'd probably be wrong, mm-hmm. and it happened in 2020, and I didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of people like Osprey versus Shingo Takagi's uh, uh, match from Duntaku. Um, uh, a lot of people like Wrestle Kingdom's Okada versus Osprey match. So that's the those, one I was those, gonna go with. <laughs> those are definitely. Uh, on but the I, potential list, but it was clear back in January, so I wasn't sure if it was last year. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna throw out some some ones that are at least worth talking about. Uh, maybe not best of the year for a lot of people, but uh, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly from Takeover 36. That was stellar. Um, that was fire. Uh, later on in or earlier on, I think in that same night, Walter versus Ilya Dragunov. Yes. That's, yes, that's the most yes. technical, which, I if, think, hands down. Which, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, between all of us, uh, I was a bigger fan of the uh, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly match. And I you guys oh, love yeah. Walter versus Mika Dragunov. That, oh, honestly, God. most technically sound match ever. It was long, but I wanted more. I honestly think... If I'm gonna have to give a match, it would be that though. It was, oh. it was Brett Owen all over mm, in, in a beautiful. different way. I'm gonna rewatch that after this podcast. I'm gonna oh fire. Such a um, match. Also worth throwing out there, uh Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks from WrestleMania night one. Oh, yeah. Definitely something to uh yeah. Um we've got uh Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. Also, Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page. Yeah, sixty-minute timeline. Depending on a draw, that I, could I, be controversial. I get it. The draws. Yeah. Yeah, and it happened too fat, too close to each other, too, which I think was even more of the issue. Now, it uh, is the reason that Brian Danielson is probably wrestler of the year. Now, it's, yeah. like I said, that's I, coming I, out of my mouth. I don't I'm. Like I'm I'm not going to argue with you on the draws necessarily. I, to me, they didn't bug me. I don't have a problem with them one way or another. So for me, I was fine, especially with one being a 30 minute draw. 
the Omega one and one being a 60 minute draw, the Hangman Page one, um, I'm fine with it. Um, uh, Edge versus Rollins from Crown Jewel, a lot of people really liked. I have to go on their word on it because I still haven't watched it. Yeah, no, uh, that was a fun match. That was fire too, uh, but um, not match of the year. Uh, a a lot Kale, of people was Kale Roman this year with the handcuff to the. No, I think that was twenty twenty as well. Jesus, totally blacked out on twenty twenty one. Huh? Just never happened. Um, that, I don't blame you. Yeah, that, that's fair. Uh, I don't also, blame you. Also worth at least acknowledging, maybe as a runner-up, I don't think it necessarily belongs in the absolute best category, but at least from a storyline standpoint, Omega versus Hangman Page from All Out, uh, the final payoff to yes. a multi-year-long story, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston from Rampage was fucking phenomenal. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know. Uh, uh, Eddie Kingston, CM Punk as, as a storyline, story as short as it was, my God. Mm -hmm. um, and so I mean, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> so... If if you, we we uh, go to all of those and talk about match of the year, we could say some of them were tag matches, so we could put those in tag match of the year versus singles match of the year, so on and so forth. Uh, DFA mentions Brian Danielson as potential men's wrestler of the year. Um, I think I think it's easy to 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 approve of that. Uh, I think. I think you can also give it to to Adam Page or Adam Cole, Adam Page, Kenny I, Omega. Mm -hmm. I I think yeah, and I honest to God think you do have to give it to Kenny just for the fact that he was in three federations in one year. Uh, he was champion of all three, mm -hmm. and the man fought for God knows how long with injuries. Uh, definitely, I again, I it's. It's so easy Christian, to give Christian it to Kenny. Christian winning over, over Kenny is a potential match, match of the year. Mm -hmm. Christian winning over Kenny was great. Yeah, that was a fun match, too. So, uh, Woman's Wrestler of the Year. This one's a little tougher, but I've got two two choices at the top of my head. Uh, for me, it's it's there's three. Thunder Rosa... Ty Conti and Britt Baker, and I think Britt Baker is the top women's wrestler of the year. Mm -hmm. To to me, Britt Baker um, has carried the division uh, better than any other women's champion on any of the other main brands this year. Right. Yes, this year. Yeah, she uh -huh. did what Becky Lynch did in 2019. Mm -hmm. To be fair, though, is it that hard to carry the AEW women's division? Well, it made it entertaining. And it was uh, before. She I, did I, amazing with it. Absolutely. I will, I will but, point out that we we brought up two women's matches as potential match of the year candidates, um, and neither of them were WWE. Uh, both of them were AEW matches. Uh, and only one of them featured Britt Baker in it. Yeah. 
So, yeah, that is true. But I mean, so, one of them was at the end of the year, though. Sick. I mean, throughout the entire year for the woman, it was pretty shitty up until maybe like October. I I still take take offense, take issue with that. It was not pretty shitty. It, it was less represented, but the matches that went on were all fucking top notch. And, and I mean. For that matter, you the the only other person you could throw in that's WWE. Well, because because um, Sasha wasn't around the whole year, Sasha is is still what I would say. She's trying oh. to hold on to her title as the best women's wrestler in the world, um, but she had some distractions this year, and I think Britt passed her this year, but I don't think she will in the long run. Well, she just got injured now, apparently. So hopefully, yeah. it's not anything. Well, we'll on show today. Bianca. And oh, Sasha. hands down, Bianca. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. she's she's up there for women's wrestling. But I'm mean, like like yeah. I I will point out I didn't mention this name in uh, match of the year uh, specifically, but uh, Serena D versus Hikaru Shida put on yeah four fucking clinics of matches. Yeah. Right. Um, and and I I would put uh, Serena Deeb versus Hikaru Shida matchup against any of the women's matches WWE has put on this entire year. Oh wow! Um, okay. Uh, and so, like I said, I we've gone round and round uh, uh, on this before uh, with you, JLB. Um, uh, you know, I that I know is stout right now. It wasn't. It took two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when and they put the belt where the belt belonged. Oh, I love Serena D. I love Serena D. Don't get me wrong. It's just you're. I've only noticing really the bunny now after they did that. I mean, I know she was there and so on. I'm not saying, but Tay Conti. I'm noticing a lot more Serena D. I've noticed a lot more. Uh, Thunder Rosa, I already knew. Like she's fire. Mm-hmm. She comes out. She's good. She puts on clinics. She's amazing. But it's just them showcasing the talent is taking forever, or they're and, just not showcasing it properly. I don't for think they had enough care. to showcase it. So here's well, the deal: I'm still pissed off that the bunny, since you mentioned her, didn't get a payoff as Allie uh, against Brandy Rhodes because the bunny as Allie. Was mm. fucking great, but there just wasn't anybody else there. So now so, that division is loaded. Yeah. What what I will point out is, <coughs> excuse me, if you take AEW Dark out of the the equation, and uh, by consideration Dark Elevation, right? You right. take those out of out of the the equation. AEW only has three hours of TV a, a week. Um, and the reason I say take those out is they're they're most they're people don't watch TV. them. They're not on TV. Most people don't watch them. Most people don't care, right? Right. Um, so to try to compare AEW's women's division head to head with WWE's women's division that has more hours, has the same amount of hours in one night that AEW has all fucking week, right? Um, has almost twice the number of hours just on their main roster. Um it's it's a lot harder to get women spots on AEW TV because they only have three hours. Um, and I I will be the first to admit that I think they could do more. Um, right. 
I think that they could they could feature women more on AWTV. Um, but that being said, um, with what they featured, almost every women's match that has gone on TV has been better than the match, the same women's matches on WWE TV, right? Oh. Well, I don't know if that I would agree with that. There, there has been good ones, yes, uh, but you can't tell me all. It get, don't give me a Jade Cargirl match. Uh, you know, don't give me. Um, I, 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 well, I, I, whatever. I just won't agree with that statement. I would watch. There has Jade been Cargill some fire. Red matches. Velvet won over some of the matches that have been from that title in women's matches. Yes. Over probably over the Alexa Bliss Charlotte match who are both better wrestlers than Jade Cargill and Red Velvet all around. Mm -hmm. But I would watch Jade Cargill, Red Velvet, one, not three, not two, but one over that Was that the Was that the tag match thing? No, I'm not counting the tag match. Oh, okay. I'm talking two weeks after the tag match. In Jade, where Jade Cargo really kind of rolled over Red Velvet, but Red Velvet had kind of a uh, what I would a very soft version of the Jeff Hardy "You Didn't Break Me" to the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Mm. She, the plucky she underdog kept character fighting. She kept fighting, and it was great. Mm-hmm. And I would take that over Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte. Oh, I'm going to rip a doll's head off, <laughs> and yeah. no payoff to ripping the doll's head off. Right. What's that's up? very valid. Okay, well, this this character yeah. doesn't exist. There really is no powers here. Yeah, and that's the deal. There hasn't been there. There hasn't even been like a a vignette of Alexa Bliss in a hospital room, waking up, being like, I don't know what happened, or Nothing. something, Nothing. or just uh, just crazy, or her going being crazy, or something, yeah. or like, you know. And instead, I get the virus coming. In the corner crying, holding her oh. broken doll. Wor- worse than Veer is coming. Send Veer. <laughs> right. Fucking, fucking, ripping off AEW send hook. Right. Anyways, um, but that's the deal. Here's the I, again. I'm not saying AEW's women's division is the best in professional wrestling, right? I would say talent wise, WWE's is still the best. WWE has the, best the talent, year. but they yeah. they don't present them well. Um, and AEW still has some hiccups, and and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. So, um, I don't know if you guys saw the interview with Big Swole, um, where she talked about why she left AEW. So I didn't see her interview technically. No. Mm-hmm. But I didn't watch the whole interview. I watched the highlights and everything. But her, her main argument is that she felt that um, diversity representation in AEW was, was lacking. And uh, that and she, we've joked about it here. And, and, and the thing is, I will say entirely that, that she has a point. And, and here's the deal. We're three white guys. We don't, we don't have the right to talk truly about diversity. Um, because right, but I mean, we could but, talk about what we're noticing at a company, but, but I will also point out we can observe, it. yes, yeah, we can observe, and so uh, but I will also point out because her, her whole thing is 
look at the the men's title picture. Do you see any black people in the men's title picture? No. Uh, at the moment, no. Um, you know, she's like in the women's title picture. Do you see any black people in the women's title picture? You will at, soon. At the moment, no. In the main title, however, I will point out that Jade Cargill is in the finals for the TN TBS title. Um. And I mean, you yeah, had Nyla yeah. as champion. She's and you had Nyla as champion in the women's. And, and she's and um, Thunder Rosa wasn't. But champion. but that's that's the one thing I want to point out. It's it's really easy for for people to get locked in on their own side of something <coughs> and not open it up to a little bit because she kept talking about diversity. And what I want to point out is when you talk about diversity. I think AEW has AEW's done fairly well. Is very diverse. Yes, um, they they've got Native American. Yep, they got Native American. They've got Native black. Native, they've got Latina. Let's got, let's call it what it is. What, what that is a transsexual Native American. Mm -hmm. So okay. let's not reduce that level of the diversity nope. that's involved there. It's it's right. multiple layers, right? But but you they know. also have they have Asians uh, from Japan. Yeah. Um, they and have. They, have do, they don't have a Chinese. One. I don't think they have a Chinese. Um, at the moment, I do think they have at least one. Uh, that that's Korean, but um, but I I'd have to look on that. They've got multiple different Latinas, um, yeah. like Thunder Rosa. They've got a they've Brazilian. Got, they've got Brazilian and Ty Conti. Yep. Um, um, oh, Brazilian. Nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they had. Um, Shanna, mm -hmm. who was Portuguese. European, yep. yep. Um, and so, uh, so they, they, in terms of here's the that's why I say what you got to understand is when you say diversity, diversity doesn't just mean black people, diversity means all cultures. I and think I, she's more referring to but that's, black that's, people being that's my point is she, she's getting, getting caught up in black people, and I'm not saying she doesn't have a right to be. I, I also want to say that, but we need to take a step back when she says diversity and understand that in terms of the women's division, it is very diverse, right? That's well, the yes. most, in fact, the most diverse division mm -hmm. probably yeah. in all of professional wrestling. Well, well yes, right now at the top of the, the women's division is a white girl in Britt Baker. One of her biggest feuds has been with Thunder Rosa. A Latina. Latina, right? And before um, with Nyla Rose. With Nyla Native Rose. American. Native American. Um, and with uh Ty Conti recently. Yes. Uh, Brazilian. Brazilian. Um yeah. but but let's 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 go over to the men's side. Half of your first men's tag team champions is black in Scorpio Sky. Yep. Right? Um Scorpio Sky's a tag team. What he SCU. was as part of SCU. Oh yes, and he okay. was there. He was. They were their first tag team champions, right? right. Their current tag team champions are Latino. Are Latino, right? Their number one, uh, uh, not number one, number two challengers. Their number one is FTR. That's right, guys. But number two is Bright and Bright and Powerful, right? Also mm -hmm. Latino. Right, uh, in this case, Puerto Rican, uh, <clears throat> and so I think I think that's where 
we have to take a step back and say, uh, people like to say diversity when they really mean lack of representation in my section, right? And that's what she's really talking about. AEW has a lot of diversity, but arguably not as much representation as they should in the black community, specifically. Did she bounce before her her complaint was mooted by Jade Cargill? I know she expected herself to be the one who mooted um, that complaint, I would assume. Um, I think... I don't know exactly the timing of her bouncing. Um, I I think if, if what I've read about um, it... Uh, it wasn't that she got let go or 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 whatever. It was her contract was up and she asked she to, to renew. not renew and Tony Khan chose to not renew it. Right. Um, I don't agree with Tony Khan's comments. That's what the one thing I was going to say and that's what I was, I was working up to is well, well, because I think that's where part of the problem comes. Is she, said, salty. Di- she said diversity. And diversity means multiculturalism, right? right? Which is not what she was talking about. What she was talking about specifically was black representation, which there is a point to be argued. AEW with. needs to work on that. Which However, AEW needs how to much is it. available as well? Mm-hmm. How many um, people? How which many also plays into it. But I'm, I, I will also point out that Jay Lethal just recently joined the company yeah. and is set to be a title contender. Um, uh, um, and so <laughs> I just don't like G Lethal. I mean, this isn't about black. Or, I, I wish that, that Moose was everybody's world champion, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's valid. Oh, but so, but the, the problem was Tony Khan tried responded a little bit too, um, salty. Salty, I don't know if you got to read Tony Khan's. Uh, I did not, I, I didn't even know uh, about this interview. Um, so well, the interview went Even out. Mike and then, Tony Khan is is an Arab American. Well, and that's oh, that's what, and that's what he says. Yeah, no, and that's what I'll I'll get to the 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 quote, quote here because I'm I'm pulling it up right now. Um, but so so the interview happened, and then of course, soundbite clips of it went out, and tweets went out about it, and whatever. And they um, so they don't play the whole thing, obviously. Yeah, and so fightful wrestling. Uh, tweeted out their link to the interview saying, Big Swole explains how lack of diversity and structure led to her leaving AEW. Tony Khan, in a rare misstep for him, he's he's usually really composed and, and, and doesn't tend to get into this. But his response was, <coughs> excuse me, the top two AEW execs are Brown, me and Mega, Jade, Anthony Bowens, Matt Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, and Mark Quinn all won on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. AW Rampage oh. Street Fight tonight. And that's why I say it was a misstep. You in fact, have to it, say her, she wasn't it, was a, it was a misstep in that last two sentences, right? <clears throat> if he had said in the end, he said, listen, uh, we are very diverse. Um, however, I am well. I am welcoming a talk about diversity uh, 
Swole is welcome to contact me if she would like to discuss diversity more in, in our company. Something like that would have been. But trying to clap back on it and then trying to attack saying that her wrestling wasn't good enough. Because here's the deal. Is we watched her wrestling. It was plenty good. Um, yeah. yeah. She wasn't but featured well enough. Was she a title contender? No. Is well, Jade, have been. Is Jade? Yes. No. Not really. Is, Jade kind of sucks. She was Shut a up. title contender. <laughs> she was in a feud with Britt Baker. Yeah. That's true. That's, it. that's true. Um, Should and she so, hold the title extended amount of time? She no. disagreed with the bookie. Yeah. So, so in the end, that's what I was I was trying to say is, I think Tony Khan's uh, response was poorly poorly uh, worded, especially at the yeah. end. Um, and it was uh, um, defensive in a way it shouldn't have been, but it was yeah. partially that way because of the use of the word diversity when they really meant black representation. Because that tweet comes off totally different when you say uh, lack of black representation in the main event picture. Um, because then when you're talking about black representation, he can't talk about himself in Mega, the AEW exec. He can't talk about uh, um, all of the people winning winning matches, even though they weren't for main event matches because we haven't seen a men's a black men's significant title competitor or mm -hmm. or, or champion yeah. we've had four champions they've all been white mm -hmm. and and that's the so that there is definitely a conversation to be had with this but his response was obviously too emotional and a misstep Yep. So he deserves to be he deserves to be talked about. He Who's the co-owner that he's talking about? Omega, like Kenny Omega? No, no Mega. Mega. She's she's not a co-owner. She's she's one of the top executives. She's like oh, uh, the okay. co-executive vice president. Um. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, well, I'm like Omega. She's 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 white. not a pub, public figure. She's not one that Brandy, right. Brandy, who does who does a lot of their promotional uh, design. She's mm. in design. Mm -hmm. Is Latina. Mm -hmm. I would also like to point out that reportedly Big Swole was in charge of the AEW women's division for months when Kenny Omega was busy with the world titles and all of that stuff. Um, so if, oh. if her complaint is that the, the AEW women's hired, division hired didn't have record. diversity, um, then some of that blame falls on her for not booking it better in that respect. Um, she just she misspoke, but, and so did. But again, and so did yeah. Khan. Yeah, saying that's why she they, wasn't good enough mm -hmm. doesn't work because yeah. you had her in the title picture, mm -hmm. so that doesn't work. In, yeah, in he's end, being really salty. Yeah, in the end, it comes down to again a lot of it could have been solved by instead of using the word diversity, using using the phrase black representation, or because. Same. Because we negotiate a contract with her. Yeah, well, but here's again, if she had used the phrase black representation, his response wouldn't have been that because he couldn't have been that. Yeah. Right? It, it, because there is no there has not been enough black representation in no. the main event title picture. Something we're working on. And so his response would have been we work really hard on diversity and there's always room for improvement. Um the end. Right. 
But because she worded it to be about diversity, that's what brought the rile up in him. Because I feel like he works really hard to make it diverse. Yeah, I would agree with that. Diversity is more than just black representation. It's Latina representation. It's it uh it's um Asian representation. It's and it's not just native Latina. representation. It's it's not just Latina. It's those I mean those are two continents worth of of, mm-hmm. of roots. Yes. For people to but come it's, from. But it's it's but it's Native American representation. It's 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 European represent it's it's Asian representation, it's South American re- representation. It's South Aussie representation. representation. I, it's, it's and that's why I think there's something there though with her though. I don't I, I think she's used maybe I mean for sure. Uh, we've we've all mentioned that that there's not enough black representation in AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've joked about that uh, in the past, uh, saying that they need better representation there. But at the same time, I just also feel that she, uh, like, just she's salty about something else because she, she wants well, to control of the women's division. I I just don't think we obviously know mm-hmm. the whole story. We don't. And- but again, that's why I say is the important thing is what her what her issue is with black representation. Yes. And there 100% is a conversation to be had Brady in AEW about, about black representation yes. and how yeah, they can wow. improve that. 100%. Right. And Jay Lethal's a step in the right direction. Jay Lethal and is and current and, free agent and Leo Rush and yeah, Leo Jonathan Rush. Gresham and Leo Rush. Those and are all Dante. I feel Dante Martin. Has, yes. Um. Um. Uh. Th- those are all things. And Max Caster and Anthony Bowens and and Anthony Agogo. Yeah. These are all all things. I mean, I'll point yeah. out Anthony Agogo was in a feud with Cody Rhodes. Uh, a not lot of their up and, up and comers mm-hmm. need some time before they're the world champion. Yep. Scorpio Sky is the closest we've had that's black representation to being the world champion. Mm-hmm. And for some reason... Which is not saying Sky, much because we haven't seen Scorpio Sky. That was a great feud with, with Jericho. Fantastic mm-hmm. feud. Short-lived. Short-lived, yeah. Gave Jericho his first loss. True, yeah. But a great feud. And for some reason, either Scorpio Sky pulled back because he... He wanted to be in more of a tag environment, or mm. something pulled that back. We don't okay, know I'm... what pulled that back. Yeah. So we don't. That's have why that I say is, that's why I say the misstep started with her using the phrase diversity, because diversity put Tony on on his back feet. Because, like I said, I feel Tony takes pride in the fact that AEW is very diverse. And Again, you're crazy if you don't think that that. Um, Tony offered Moose a fat contract to leave a to leave Impact mm-hmm. for sure. And Moose may have wanted the, the higher level of creative control. He gets an Impact. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's definitely that, and, and he may not have wanted to be a quota. If 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 there's that much talk behind the scenes, which there obviously has mm-hmm. been some talk about it, he may not have wanted to be a quota because he is legitimately a badass yeah and and again i'm i'm gonna point out that you know we i don't want to get into what about isms but we do have to point out aw is less than three years old right 
Mm -hmm. um, how long did it take NWA to have a black world champion? Uh, well, it was 1989. <laughs> no, it was 1989 when WCW had a black world champion, but that was not the NWA world championship. Really? Okay. No. So it didn't count for NWA. The first black world champion NWA had was when NWA was working in conjunction with TNA and uh, Ron the Truth Killings. Oh, wow. Their first, wow. first NWA black champion. Wow. And that was in the 2000s, right? Uh, well, for WWE, the first 100% black champion... Mm -hmm. Um, would have been let's see here, Kofi. Uh, would have been Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Uh, yeah. Uh, in the big gold belt, and for the WWE Championship, it was Kofi. Mm -hmm. And so, so yes, I, I don't like I said. I don't want to get into what about isms because we can't hold AEW to the same levels that other companies have. We have to try to hold them to their own standards. But they're less than three years old. They've had four total champions, right? Um, they've had some guys having the push. Yes, we, we, it is. It is worth. And look, not everybody needs some time to build it. That's it, and not everybody is world champion caliber. I don't care if you're white, black, Spanish, or whatever. You're just you. You're designated into a certain lane just because you're not world title caliber yet. I mean, maybe we will see Hobbs in that world title picture at some point. I don't think I'm going to see him in the next year, year and a half. Scorpio Sky so, should be though. Scorpio, I don't know. I'm not big on Scorpio Sky, so I know you're not. That's why I said it. <laughs> thing is whether you're big on him or not i think he 100 should be at least involved in a feud with it now the problem is he's a heel right now so they've got to work him into a a heel he's also in a, with in, a, in a very active tag team well yes um but they've got to work him into a heel feud with the champion um and so because again the other thing you have to play into when it comes to wrestling championships is it is scripted so the championship has to make sense as well right right <clears throat> so but again like i said this is 100 a conversation worth having and and it needs to happen uh I think she used the wrong word, which then reframed it to diversity instead of black representation. And that's the real conversation that needs to happen is black representation and what we can do to improve that. Quite um, frankly, professional wrestling could use some more Native American representation. I can only think of like four off the top of my head ever. It, it sure could. And, uh, and there's, you know, if you want to talk about an outgrossed percentage Polynesian is a significantly higher percentage than any other for yeah. WWE. Yeah, I mean the the thing is when when you talk about versus percentage of the population. Yeah, you know, uh, exactly. So, but <laughs> anyways, that's what I just wanted to kind of talk about that and say what we need to do as a culture, just in general, with this is is make sure to reframe it 
back to what it needs to be, which is about black representation. Because when we keep it about diversity, it ignores the fact that AEW is already very diverse. Yeah. It is just lacking in representation specifically in that in that area. Well, and um, and it's and you're talking in. The, she even recognized that there is a lot of diversity. She was talking in the in the title picture. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, that doesn't work in the women's title picture. You had Asian, Native American, transgendered. You had um, white yeah. and white. Yep. So, yeah. uh, no, just one. Just one. Did Brent take it off of Myla Rose? No. Uh, no, took it off of Hikaru Shida. Okay, so Asian. Asian, Native American, transgendered, Asian, white. Mm-hmm. It's actually uh, the, probably the most accurate representation of world population. Yeah. Um, and in the <laughs> end... Other yeah. than Native American, transgendered. Yeah. yeah. And so in, in the end, you know, and, and you point out again, the finals for the TBS title that will be this week, I believe. Yeah. Is it this week? Yeah, this week. Uh, on on their first TBS show is going to be a black woman versus a na- a, a, a Latino woman, right? Latina. Yeah. Um, and you know you can't argue with that diversity. Can't get any more diverse than that. I and, mean, and and frankly, there's a good chance that the uh, the winner I'm I'm willing to put money is probably going to be Jade Cargo. That's and he doesn't I mean. bet, folks. I don't. And less than a year, will that that same winner will probably be in the mm-hmm. world title picture. In the world title picture, yep. she. Oh. I mean, she's a year in and mm-hmm. impressing enough to be potentially the the TBS champion. These squash yeah. matches better stop. I swear to God. I it hope won't this match changes. No, that's it. I hope this Thunder Rosa <laughs> match changes my mind completely with Jade. I cannot stand her with all these I, squashes. I can't I anymore. Feel like they're gonna tell, tell the same story. Well, Thunder Rosa can carry that match. Oh, for sure. And, and Jade's young and it's early in her career. She's yeah. coming along very, very well. But I feel like we're gonna get the same story told that was told uh in in Jade Cargill, Red Velvet, one, two, three. Why did they have three matches? She destroyed her three times. Oh, Jesus. Who knows? Yeah, they, they're Braun Strowman her too much. You know, when Braun Strowman came in, he had though, like... <sighs> I just want to see a match, though. Like, the only match I think I've seen with Jade that wasn't a squash was, like, that tag match with Shaquille. Move of the year. You got anybody got a move of the year? <laughs> a move of the year. Daniel Bryan to AEW. <laughs> yeah. Great move. to AEW. <laughs> Great move. Uh, mm-hmm. No, uh, move of the year. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back to that uh, tag match. Um, the the doing each other's finishers to each other's partner brothers. <laughs> Um, was the one for me when Penta hit. Uh, oh, it wasn't anyway. You know what I'm saying? It was on the on the at ring apron. Yeah, no, there. I, I feel like I gotta give it to either Jungle Boy or Sammy. 
for move of the years. I just I I know I think it was Jungle Boy who did something where he went on to I I, I think it was in the Kenny Omega match, and uh, there was something where he jumped onto Kenny or he countered Kenny's move, and then he did it into like a Canadian destroyer or something, but it wasn't necessarily a Canadian destroyer. Uh, ugh. But yeah, I I definitely would probably uh, give it to either Jungle Boy or Sammy. Because move, move of the year, the tornado DDT, because all it took was Fuego finally hitting one of them, and he got a contract. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I would say um, up and comer of the year uh, easily could go to Ty Conti. Ty Conti. Mm-hmm. Um, after last night or after Friday, um, I could easily say Anna J. I wouldn't have before that, but I could uh, now. I I uh, Ty Conti. I remember. I remember on one of our shows shortly after she debuted on AEW, and I remember saying um, at that point that I I didn't understand what uh, Vince was thinking when he let Ty Conti go. Vince does not like accents. I and I I get that, but she she here's yes she was a uh, a little green. Um, she still needed some polish, but she has has future star written all over her, and I I think we're getting to the point that future star is becoming current star. Yes, I um, agree. So, um, um, she I she might be my breakout star of the year. Yeah. Um, especially if you do women star. Um, because she definitely men's breakout star of the year. I think Darby Allen gets it for the second year in a row. Yeah, I I just I have a hard time. I just have a hard time giving giving it two years in a row to a a break. I know, you know what I mean. I think I'm giving it to MJF, man. Uh, we at least got to see him wrestle a lot better this year. Um, so and I mean, he's had sick promos with CM Punk. Um, I feel like he had a sick problem. And Darby, like, you know, obviously his talk game is good. We don't have to talk about that. That's always perfect. But um, that match, again, was my match of the year um, for a specific reason because I wasn't ready to see him go cray-cray in the ring. So There is a cinematic match of the year. It's Darby Allen and Sting versus Taz. Taz. <laughs> again, not this year. Yes, Not it this is. year. Yes, it is because Sting came, came, showed up at Winners Coming last year. It is yeah. this year. It was this year. It was, it was it this there year. There was a cinematic it was match revolution. <laughs> it was. It was the match in, Very in, beginning the, of the, year. in the warehouse. Oh, woo. oh okay. Um, All right. Breakout star of the year for me is uh, fucking uh, Dante Martin. Yeah, oh, yeah. Men, men's breakout star. That's yeah, fair. I have, uh, I have yeah. Yeah. Not- it, with that. He 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 still needs a little bit of coaching in the in the promo department. He still definitely, but the things that that boy can do in the ring, fire, boggle the mind. Like he's jumping from one rope to another rope to do a moon salt to people on the outside and landing on his feet. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I disagree with that. 
I may even go with Hook. Hook would be. I don't think he had enough of a year to do it. He hasn't, but just just the publicity of Hook, the he, amount of people talking about him, was like crazy yeah. he, for the short amount of time he's been there. For the short amount of time, he definitely you could say he had the most impact. Um, you know, in terms of because he he's only wrestled two matches now on the year. Yeah. Um, and one of them was a glorified squash. And then the one versus uh, uh, Bear, whatever that one's last name Bear is. Bear Country or something. Yeah, it was, it, 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 there's Bear there's Bear Country, but it's Bear someone, Bear Bronson and Bear something else. I can't remember. Anyways. Um, I can't tell them apart. Um, but anyways, <laughs> that one was less of a squash, but still ended up as basically a squash. Um, Jesus. And so, oh, sorry. Uh, I thought I was muted. <laughs> so... But um, but on that note, I said we didn't. I didn't want to go for two hours, and we are a minute and a half away from making it to two hours. So, so where uh, can they follow you? So we're gonna <laughs> go ahead and close the book on um, the wrestling booking unit. Um, I'm surprised my voice held up for this long, but you can tell it's kind of um going. And I gotta work tomorrow, so oh Jesus, we'll see how it goes tomorrow. But. Um, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you use. Or if you're watching it on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, make sure to follow us there so that you get notified when we go live. Um, as long as my voice holds out and we're all healthy, we go live twice a week, Sunday nights and Tuesday nights. Um, so make sure to follow us for that. You can follow me on social media pretty much anywhere you can follow me at Raw and Order WBU, just like you see there. Uh, link is also in the doobly-doos below for that. Um, except on Facebook, easiest way to find us is at Pizant Podcast on Facebook. You can follow DA Fabe at... At DA Vincent K. Fabe. Um, by the way, the match of the year for me that not everybody got to see was Dan the Dad versus Colt Cabana. That was a good match. That was a really good match. I was in Zelo Pro or something. Yeah. yeah um, you can follow JLB at JLB420. Real Talk Radio, though, of course, is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8, anchor.fm slash RTR. Uh, Happy New Year's, everybody. It is 2022. Let's make it a good one. Let's do what we can to do what we can. And uh, that is it. That is it. I'm done. But yeah, um, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash rawandorderwbu or if you want to, our merch shop at rawandorderwbu.myspreadshop.com. All of our merch is there. It's also up on our Facebook page, so you can go there, see all of our merch, get your Sasha Bear shirt, your Pizzant Podcast hat. Your, I really like that in orange. Um, oh, that's actually nice. Yeah, yeah, you can get it. That's a hoodie. Yeah, it's a hoodie on top of the shirt, but you could get a oh, in orange. Fair enough. Okay, I you, thought it was orange can, sleeves. My bad. <laughs> no, you can 100% get it in orange. You can get it in whatever color you want. Also, our podcast yeah. is seeking diversity. Yeah. So, please apply at Rod Order WBU with <laughs> Detective Marks Marks. Have a conversation with one of us. Yes. Um, yeah, we don't pay, though. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, you, you can know. just apply to be on. I mean, we we have two Nebraskans and a Canadian. Yep. There's a little <laughs> bit of diversity there. Yeah. And we won't we won't Tony we won't Tony con you. See there, you can get annoyed. We all suck. You may be the primary people podcasting at some point. <laughs> Heather Coral. That's kind of an orange. It's more of a red. Um, I, I was more referring to the baseball one, yeah, and I was yeah, wondering about an orange sleeves. If you don't make it with orange sleeves, you can get. You can get. You can get I, I really want to get one of these tie dye ones. Have they brought back? That the is Sasha nice. Bear Bear? They have not. I'm still angry. We can't get the Sasha Bear Bear anymore. Oh, really? No. Damn it. Tie dye green. Mm, I don't know if that works. Orange one is I best. I think we're great in the orange. Yeah. Let's see how it looks in the no multicolor didn't work. I, I think That's it works weird. fine, but uh, but you you don't want the, all the color. You can do the the black. Well, that's just lame. Or the blue. I'm lame. not saying the orange was the best. The or- yeah. Orange yeah. is end work mess, I think. Anyways. Smarks, you're uh, you're a big fan of the color orange, so I indeed am. <laughs> but on that note, we're going to go ahead and close the book on the wrestling booking unit. Uh, thank you all for following. Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. Ciao. Go with orange.